Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. I'm George Hanshaw, the Director of eLearning Operations here at LAPU, and I'm with my colleagues, Calista Dawson, Ronalee Soria, and Efren Renon. They are the award-winning instructional media design team here at LAPU. Now, you've all won awards through Adobe Contest, Omni Awards, and probably a bunch of others, but the cool <laughs> thing that I see uh, here is that your ability to be creative and engaging in a space that, uh, you know, it's an academic space. Some people can call it kind of traditionally stuffy. So uh, here at LAPU, I think we have uh, successfully broken that mold. but <laughs> We don't do stuffy. And uh, we've been able to focus on the student and their needs, you know, really just kind of look at that human-centered design. And part of their needs is participate in classes that are engaging. And yes, even have fun in those classes. And I want to throw this question out there. So what is it like to be a creator and a leader in in the way of uh, our academic community being able to engage with students? So how do you engage with students in a fun and meaningful way with what you do? So introduce yourselves. Let's start with Calista. If you could just kind of introduce yourself and then kind of weigh in on that a little bit. Yes. Hi, I am Calista Dawson. I've been at LAPU for just over nine years. And it's been such a pleasure to be a part of this team and to get to use my gifts and talents in this way. I came out of the entertainment industry and never imagined I would be working in higher ed or education in general, but it's been such a good fit for me. I've been able to grow my skills through this lens of education. And I've found myself more passionate about what I'm doing because it has that layer of servitude to others and helping others in being able to learn and retain what they're learning on a deeper level. I guess I would also say that being able to see myself as a leader in this space and giving myself the permission to be creative and try new things has been really gratifying and valuable for me as an artist. It's kind of that full circle experience where I'm getting a lot out of it and I get to create things that other people can get a lot from. So that sounds like meaning kind of drives you. Meaning yeah. and service drives drives your creativity. That's cool. That yeah. is very cool. Ronald Lee, what are your thoughts? Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, just a little bit about myself. I've also been at LAPU for a little over five years. But my background is actually in broadcast journalism and visual communication. So when I first started off, I really wanted to kind of get into, you know, like into television. But life happened and I fell into e-learning and I actually fell in love with e-learning just because everything I do has an impact on someone. And I just love the field of learning. And when it comes to what I do, I like to put on the shoes of the other person and I like to think, okay, (laughs) how would this entertain myself? Because I mean, personally for me, I think it, it takes a lot for me to really capture my attention. 
So when it comes to creating things, I really like to think out of the box and how would this really capture me or, but that, that's usually how I start off. And I think that's, that approach has been working. This IM team does some amazing work. You should look at the Omni Awards. We'll post that as well on some of the stuff you do to really make it engaging. So, so far we've heard from Calissa and Ronald Lee and the passion about the, the student and what they do and how they both came from different creative backgrounds, but it kind of circles in to really meet the, the student needs here at, at LAPU. And then Efren, you and I came in just, just about the same time. Mm -hmm. So you having that, that uh, newer perspective, such as myself for the organization, how do you engage? How do you find meaning? What, what are your thoughts? When I first started i was into motion graphics the reason why i got into motion graphics actually was i wanted to see my artwork move in a way where it tells a story i mean i painted things that tells a story but what if it moves and i bring that along with um the work i do i want when i create these uh, interactives these stories or i want them to feel like they understand what's going on and when it comes to uh, the contents, I want to make sure that they know what they're doing. That's what I feel. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, cool. Applying that, yeah. That, and it really helps me understand the students and makes me understand that being their shoe when it comes to learning. So we have three very unique uh, backgrounds, unique people who are hugely passionate. That was a thread that went through all of that was the passion for the student and um, the wanting to see what you do make a difference really what what you do does make a difference because one thing the the other thread was you're talking about the whole person how they feel you know so if we could kind of dive into that for a minute instructional media really makes people feel something and when you connect that that's how we learn we we don't learn by rote memory of facts we learn by how we connect with them on on a human basis and that's what we call our our human-centered design our in inclusive design. What do you do, and Chris, let's start with you since we did that, uh, the conference where we talked about no field do, let's focus on the mm -hmm. feel part. What, what, do you, what do you do to help learners feel something with what you create? Yeah, we actually have several strategies that we lean on when we are in the planning phase for the course where we're talking with our subject matter experts and our instructional designers, we're listening very carefully for those, those trigger words that deal with emotions. And if anything comes up in the curriculum design that we think would work well as an emotion piece, we pull it out and we kind of flag it and we come back to it and say, is this something that we could tell through story? Is this something that we could create an experience around that the student could have a firsthand experience with that subject where they would be able to feel what it's like to go through that scenario right here, right now in a safe space? It's okay if you fail. It's no risk, no stakes. But that's really like the best way to learn, right? Most people learn what they need to know when they're on the job for that job that's where they do the bulk of their learning. So why can't we bring that into the classroom? Purposeful give them, practice, I love yeah, that. Yeah, purposeful practice. We give them that opportunity to actually apply their learning right now, rather than write a paper about it and maybe use it later. 
right. maybe, maybe, if you can maybe remember it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just it. You're more likely to remember what you just learned if you've used it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and got some feedback and yes. really that, that matters. The interactive games that we build, um, that's one of the key factors is they're experiencing those emotions and we are supporting them with positive reinforcement, the feedback that they need to know what they did right or wrong and how to do it correctly in the future or how this skill that they're learning applies to where they're headed in their career. And, and you, you know what that does with that uh, support and practice along the way is that that allows the student at that point when they are on the job to be able to use what they're learning in a, in a critical way, critical and creative way. We, we weren't recording this beforehand when we were talking about Efren and Ronald Lee and their latest mission trip to Mexico where they built a house. They helped build a house. I want to kind of fuse this question with that one because I thought that was very cool. So you learned how to roof a house, right? You did a, you roofed a house in one and a half days. That's kind of awesome. So here, here's kind of the twist to it. Since you're instructional media designers and you really dive into the feel of how things happen, how did you, because I know you didn't know how to roof before you went there. You, you learned there, right? Yeah. Um, so how did you learn that? What did it feel like? And how are you going to then be able to take lessons learned and bring it here to LAPU to our students with your uh, media work? I think that's a great question because it's a great analogy you know um like we start off with this approach of learn by doing building a plane as you're flying it and so that was exactly what happened when i was on the roof for the very first time and it was quite interesting because i myself i'm afraid of heights so no way i'm afraid of heights but i'm like you know what i'm gonna you're on a roof <laughs> on the roof and yes. I felt very confident, but one, um, I think it was the people that I was supported by. That was a very um, and a very important factor for me to feel safe and for me to feel confident in what I was doing. My mentor who was with me, he was actually 13 years old. <laughs> and, but I felt, I'm like, because of his age, you know, it made me feel really safe. I'm like, yo, he's 13. He can- He was up there banging shingles on that roof. <laughs> But wow. it was just the fact that, you know, he, he made things seem really easy. And I felt just like, I can do this. You know, he can do it. I can do it. So first, it, it was just that safe component. And then second, um, I think it was all practice. Applying the shingles and doing things in bite-sized pieces. It was a very great way to do large things in a, in a very approachable way. That makes any sense. <laughs> Bite-sized pieces. That's all great learning stuff. Bite-sized pieces being supported. That connects with what Calista was talking about as well. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Ephraim, what would you take away from it? How, how are you going to apply all of that here, here at LAPU? So when we first started, I mean, I had some experience of um, building a house, but I haven't done it for almost 10, 15 years. So it's like getting... So you're kind of like some of our, well, well mo our learners are adult learners. So they, they're coming in with some experience. So you're, you're yeah. coming in with some experience, just like our, our students here at LAPU, huh? Mm -hmm. All right. So I, I interrupted you, man. Go, no, it's okay. Going. So the first tool I grabbed was a hammer. We were building. So we already had the foundation. 
now we needed to uh, build a frame. So we, I grabbed my hammer and I was hammering and I was pulling muscles I didn't know I could, <laughs> you know, because it was, it was different angles. It was positions I wasn't, uh, I didn't, I don't really use. Uh, I swear I was like almost sideways trying to hammer something with my hand in a weird position. <laughs> but one of the leaders came along and said, here's a technique, you should do it this way. And I, I'm learning from someone that's been doing this for years. And all I needed to do was stand in a different position to hammer this. I never thought about it. I was like, oh, that's genius. I mean, all I had to do was, <laughs> you know, and um, knowing that they had the patience to watch 20 people build a house that had little to maybe no experience of building it. And these were great leaders. They taught us patience. I came back knowing that, um, Patience is the main thing when it comes to learning. Leadership is very important. And when, when I gain that knowledge as being a leader, I want to pass on that. Pass on the knowledge I learned so that someone else could build a house. Give yeah. people that space to, to be able to learn and make mistakes and grow. Oh, yeah. That's cool. In the classroom as well, you all make incredible uh, instructional media that supports the leader in that classroom, which mm -hmm. is the, the prof, the professor. Because mm -hmm. they're the ones that ultimately create the environment. So you're giving them all the tools. You're giving them all the tools they need to create that environment where we can purposely practice, um, enjoy it too, right? Learning's got to be enjoyable. So that brings us to learning is fun and we're there to support uh, the leader in the classroom with what we do. Can I pick on you first, uh, Ronald Lee, for this question? Yeah, What's sure. the most fun thing that you've built for one of our classes here? Probably one of the most recent ones, which is uh, you gave us this really cool opportunity to create a professional development course on entrepreneurial mindsets. And this was so fun because we got to, should I do a spoiler alert? <laughs> Come and come and take our entrepreneurial mindset <laughs> professional development course. <laughs> well, this was really fun because we got to um, use a breaking the fourth wall approach, where we're uh, using a futuristic theme, and um, yeah, that those are some clues to what you folks will see. But uh, it was just really fun in the in the fact that we got to be very creative with it and just. Be like filmmakers. <laughs> that is so cool. So that kind of brings that kind of ties in with uh, what everyone was saying about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Then you purposely put yourself in that awkward position and nail those 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 shingles in just to to see how well it made you uh, think on huh, what you could come up with and create from that situation. That's cool. Would Would you come from that? What's your favorite thing you ever did, Efren? Um, I think it's the concept of it building the concept of uh the i am was very interesting because we had to put in a very different perspective of making a video that makes the students feel like where even if they get off the course i mean like they're done with the course they feel like they've they're making a difference uh within the course as well they're helping build this course uh, as we're going you know we're updating it all the time um 
seeing it in a different perspective really makes it more fun. It's like being very innovative, very creative of that. It's not just a just a video, you know, we're making videos, making interactives, um, um making sure that they have the know, the feel and the do for it. You know, we wanna give them make them feel um, confident of what they're learning, uh, competent as well, very safe of what they're learning. If somebody takes that course, will they be able to see your creations move like you talked about in the beginning? Yes. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That is awesome. So the entrepreneurial mindset professional development course, that, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be out short. Might be out by the time this is published. Mm -hmm. uh, Calissa, you come from the world of, of animation. Uh, what, what's been your most favorite thing here here at LAP? Have you been able to use those skills? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't animate all the time, but <laughs> when I do, I try to have as much fun with it as I can. I recently did a piece called Accessibility Mindfulness, and I was really passionate about the subject of accessibility to begin with that came from working in higher ed and just building empathy for those that have obstacles when it comes to being online and learning in general. Your average student doesn't really stop and consider what it's like to have those types of obstacles. And so I tried to convey through the animation, like a little glimpse into what it actually feels like, showing them things on the screen or leading them to think about things that they may not have considered before. And then a piece that I made that was like a simulation game that was really fun was um, we titled it Groom for Success. It's designed to, again, create that emotion of empathy within the student who's playing the game. So they take on the first person role of the mentor and they are reviewing employee files and have to choose one to then mentor. So each character has their own strengths and weaknesses and you have to think through who you wanna mentor and why. And then there's like this curveball at the end where the game asks you to pinpoint if there was a bias that influenced Ooh. your choice. So it's like, you didn't see that part coming. And now, you know, we're talking about biases and you're having to think, oh, did I choose that person for this reason or that reason? And it gives you all the potential biases that may have influenced your decision. But then it, it's, it gives you the chance to change your mind. Nice. So it, it presents you with that sucker punch, but then gives you that chance to reflect and then maybe make a different choice. Well, that's so cool because you can know that on a theoretical level. Yes. And it's not going to change your behavior. Right. It's not going to change somebody's behavior just to know something theoretically. But when you feel it like that mm -hmm. and you get hit with that sucker punch that you called it, yeah, that's what changes behavior. Exactly. And, and we, you know, we didn't want to be sneaky, but we knew that building the game that way would catch the user off guard and have the greater impact. That's cool. Yeah, so they really internalize it. And that's what media does. That takes that mm -hmm. theoretical framework and makes it personal. Makes, yes. you, makes you feel it. It touches a soul, you know, <laughs> when you do it well, right? Because it, well, it changes our behavior and it really uh, touches us at that human level. So that's cool. So if you had one thing, and let, let me bug Efren first here. 
uh, if you had one thing that you would tell somebody about who either wants to become an instructional media designer or is hugely creative and wants to come into the world of education. It is oh, fun to learn, actually, because um, when you're watching your work of uh, going to action, you just feel excited knowing that someone is um, learning from what you just created. So it's awesome. Excitement. I love it. Ronald Lee. I would say um, start creating. Create every day. Whatever it is. It can be a big project. It can be a really small project. Whatever it is, just use your mind and and create something. And that small thing can turn into something you know. It could be something really great, and you can uh, show that to your future employers. I think it's just all about uh, showing what you can do. That's what they look for. <laughs> cool, Calissa. What are your thoughts? My best advice would be follow what you're passionate about because your work will reflect your passion. So like for me as an artist, I love art. And so I want to bring that beauty to everything that I make. That's cool. So what, what I'm hearing everybody say then is a, an exact reflection of you three. Be fearless. Go forward, create, and just be fearless. Let, let your passion just drive it. And you know what? People are going to say good things. People are going to be critical. Be fearless. Keep pushing that boundary. That's what I hear you all saying because I probably hear that because I see what you do on a daily basis. And I'm just like, wow, wow, is this really happening? <laughs> and, and based on what you just said, like the other thing you always need to keep in mind is your user. If you're creating with your user in mind and your motivation is to give them the best experience possible, like you're already winning. Right. Yeah. Keep the the end user experience when when we use that human centered design and just keep everything uh, focus on them. That's a that's a huge win. So how about this? So we're 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 coming up on on time. So I just want to throw this last last one out to anybody out there. Anything that you would like to say? The floor is wide open. I think. Well, personally, for me, uh, this is my favorite job that I've ever had. And it's, it's probably because I have a lot of fun with it. And so I just encourage anyone out there who really wants that rewarding career, you know, find something like what Felicia said, find something you're passionate about and go for it and try to apply that in what you do. And it makes, it makes a big difference in the products that you create. Anybody else want to chime in with the last words? I totally agree with Ronna Lee that this is the, funnest job I've ever had. And I mean, I worked in the entertainment industry and it wasn't this fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think a, a huge part of that is that um, we've done the work of getting to know each other as a team and mm. fitting our strengths together to partner well in what we're doing. And, and George has done a great job of establishing psychological safety for us as a greater team. And that alone has led to some phenomenal ideas that we just never would have come up with in the past. So that's another thing you should look into. I know we're going to have an episode about that. So webinar coming up. Hello. Tune in for more on psychological safety. 
just pitching all the things today. Pitch them all. Pitch them all. <laughs> oh, many spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of spoilers. Yeah. Ever, do you want to say anything for final words? Yeah, uh, working with the team, I feel very safe in this group. And working for LAPU, I, I, I can share without being judged or worried. Or I love sharing um, the work that I do, knowing that I'm not afraid. I'm no longer afraid to um, show my designs, show my passion, my my weirdness. <laughs> yeah. All right. When when you show when you show something that you create, that that's part of you. Mm -hmm. You know, so you you're hugely vulnerable because you're you're sharing mm -hmm. something very authentic. You know, there's there's no way to create and not be authentic uh, right. uh, at the level that, that that you all do. That focus on the student with what you do and the, mm -hmm. the amount of passion that you put into everything you do, I think it's absolutely awesome. Now that we've done our spoilers, take a look at our professional development class, the entrepreneurial mindset. Check that out on LAPUX. And uh, this is what learning feels like. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope that you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.